Hey, good afternoon, everybody. We are the Two Old Farts, and th- I'm Chuck. And I'm Lou on the better look at the Two Old Farts. See this? Yep. Nice smile. <laughs> hey, today's a special day today, isn't it? Yes, it is. What's the day? It's the 4th of July. 10 days before your birthday, too. Well, well, there's that, but, you know, today's America's birthday. It's not my birthday yet. Yes, it is. Uh, it's uh it's a great day to celebrate and a special shout out and thank you to all of our um, fellow veterans and, uh, who support and all the families who support them and all those patriots who got this thing started a couple hundred, what, 270 years ago, 275 or something like that. Um, I can. Uh, let's see. Whatever. 20, that 23 minus 1776. It was 247 years ago. Two, 247. Today. 247. So it, it's a great day. So, hey, a little bit about the uh, the signers of the Declaration of Independence. All right. Uh, in all, there were 56 representatives from the 13 colonies. 14 represented the New England colonies, 21 represented the middle colonies, and 21 represented the southern colonies. The largest number, which was nine, came from Pennsylvania. Most of the signers were American-born, although eight were foreign-born. The ages of the signers ranged from 26 to age 70. Ben Franklin was the oldest, and Edward Rutledge was the youngest. He was 26. But the majority of the signers were in their 30s or 40s. More than half of them were lawyers, and the others were planters, merchants, and shippers. Together, they mutually pledged to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. They were mostly men of means who had much to lose if the war was lost. None of the signers were taken captive during the war, and nearly all of them were poorer at the end of the war than at the beginning. No matter what each of these men did after July 1776, the actual signing of the Declaration of Independence, which began on August 2nd, ensured ensured them instant mortality. You know, that's a lot to think about what these what these teachers, these people gave up. So which day is the actual day? Is it July 2nd or July 4th? No, it's July 4th. Well, July 2nd is when the Continental Congress voted to establish Correct. the Constitution. And it wasn't voted on or passed until July 4th. So there's a lot of controversy. John Adams refused to celebrate July 4th. He thought it was July 2nd. It should have been July 2nd. But you know what? It doesn't matter. We can just make this whole month celebratory for America. You know that he, he and Thomas Jefferson both died on July 4th? July 4th, uh, 18, yes, I did know that. 1826? Uh, within the hours 50, of each other. Yeah, the 50th anniversary. And it was not made a federal holiday until 1870. Hmm. So, a lot of history. Uh, a lot of history um, and, and a lot to be thankful for, you know. That, yes, it is. We uh, I posted some things today is it, uh, on Facebook and our DAV post, things like that. It's, it's about celebrating those people who stood up and uh, to give us 
the choices that we have today. And it's all those veterans and families who support those veterans that continue to make it happen every day. Uh, they were certainly some very enlightened people that threw this whole thing together, the Continental Congress, the Declaration of Independence, uh, the Constitution, the amendments. And, and I know there's been a lot going on in the Supreme Court and in the last year, and a lot of people are hurt or whatever by the decisions that the court has decided. And what a lot of people don't realize is they think that our Constitution is a living, breathing document, and it is not. It is set in stone. The words that are there enumerate the rights that are granted to us. You can't read or infer any right that is not conferred, which is why a lot of these things have been overturned. And if you want to have something that's not enumerated in the Constitution, we can vote it in as an amendment or we can make it a state law. And that's why it's, it's so it, it, they were so smart when they set up the three separate branches of government just for those very reasons. Those checks and balances. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, you, you got the Congress who can make laws and you got Supreme Court who can interpret the justification for those. And you're right. We'll never all agree. And the one thing that's really important about us, we do have the right to voice those disagreements. And it's thankful to those people who did this that we can do that. Uh, that's why I think it's so important to get out and vote. That it way is. you can share what your thoughts are and how you feel, and then uh, the rest can fall in line with what that percentage is. And, uh, and, and we have that right every year or a couple of years to do that whenever the voting comes around. Uh, so these... These yeah, guys there's been a lot of changes lot of in society. They put a lot of time. The thing it just didn't happen overnight. I mean, there was a lot of arguments back and forth between these people who uh, who set this thing into motion. Uh, a lot of debates, and that's what makes it to me so important because it wasn't one of those fly by the night deal. And uh, there's a there's a lot of thought put into it. And you're right, it's not a living, breathing document. It's it's set in stone. And there's ways to change it or add to it. You can't change it. You can add to it if you choose. And that's where the majority of the states have to approve it. That is correct. So, so thus ended the history lesson on the 4th of July and this great social experiment called America. And we are a republic. We are not a democracy. A democracy is nothing more than rob, mob rules. A republic protects the minority group from the majority group. And that's another reason why these guys were super smart in doing what Absolutely. they did. Absolutely. Uh, I hope everybody has a great day doing whatever it is that they do on their 4th of July. And uh, it, the most important thing is to remember why and, and how we were able to celebrate this. I don't know. And maybe it just means more to you and me having served the country in, in the armed forces. Uh, both of us veterans, both of us uh, veterans of war served forward, not just during wartime, but, you know, in, in a combat zone. 
Yes. And I think it just really brings home what it truly means to be an American when you when you've served, um, you've seen your your brethren brought home in boxes covered in the flag. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, we don't want to get me started on that. I, I get emotional. So I do, too. Yeah. But anyway, let's talk about this great toilet paper debate. What's going on with that? All right. So the great toilet paper debate. I put a poll out on Twitter and less than one hour to go on this. Um, we had a, a whopping eight votes. Okay. A total of eight, eight people voted. So, and this was a revised one, not just the fold or the wad. I included the fwad, the fold, then wad. So out of the fold, the wad, and the fwad, which one do you think got the most votes? Fold. That is correct. Yeah. 50%. 50% folded. Yeah, that falls 25% wadded and 25% fwadded. And that falls in with the, the percentages, 44% versus 22% on wad versus oh, fold. Dang, that's almost spot on. So how do, how do you hang your toilet paper? Do you hang it over or under? Um, the fold goes over the front, so the fold is closest to you. Well, 70% of the people fold it that way. 30% fold it under. I believe the patent. Hang on. Is there a patent for how toilet paper? Do you, do you know what? How folded over versus folded under? What is uh, what's the significance about that? Those people who fold it, who hang it over, are more assertive. They tend to be tend to be more in leadership roles. Uh, they take change of uh, attitude. Uh, the ones that are submissive are, are more, are the under are more submissive. It's kind of interesting when you go back and read some of that stuff and what, how they look at different things. And I thought that was pretty interesting. It is pretty interesting. So, and how, and, and how do you and I we hang it over, right? We fold. Yep. So get this. And what's your so, what's your position in life? You're a leader, right? Yep. I am a leader. But a good leader is also a good follower. Yeah. So anyway, you know how many, what, how many times most people use uh, toilet paper in the daytime? How many times? Fifty-one. But the average normal is four to ten, but and most people use seven sheets to wipe. Is that per wipe or total? No, per wipe. Seven sheets per wipe. Man, that's a lot of dang toilet paper. No well, a sheet is a sheet is only like what two inches or three inches, something like that. You know, because it when you uh, roll it down, you got three. It's probably three by like three. That. Hmm. I said it's probably three by three. Now, actually, 
When I was reading this day, then I went to the bathroom outside to check it out. Uh, I averaged it's between four by, six. It's four by four inches. Okay, I averaged between six and eight each time I used it. You so. put a lot of time and thought and effort into this damn toilet paper business. <laughs> well, that's a debate. If we're going to have this debate, we need to get this information out there and, and get some people involved and, and see what Consider all are. eight people who took the, the poll, <laughs> maybe eight or ten people who downloaded the, this episode of the podcast. <laughs> those, those people who want to know. <laughs> well, maybe we can get some more, get a little conversation going. You I would love to get more people coming. Do you know what pirates used back in the day? I didn't hear you. Kind of squelched a bit. Do, do you know what pirate pirates used to wipe with back in the day? No. What did pirates use? Long pieces of uh, frayed rope that dangled from the ship. Wiping your ass with a piece of rope. Yeah. And cowboys. You know what cowboys used when they were in uh, on the range? Sticks? Nope. Mullen plant. Don't no, no ask me what a mullen plant is because I didn't look that up. But when they're on the range, they use plants. And actually, there's like seven or eight different types of plants that you could use for that purpose. I, I didn't go too much into that. But back in the 1700s, you know what most people used? No. Newspapers and catalogs. In 1792, Robert Thomas cut a hole in the corner of a farmer's almanac and hung it into the outhouse, and that became a fad. So that way they could read and wipe at the same time. Well, I, I, I do. I do that at the same time. I do a lot of reading when I <laughs> when I. So, hey, check this out. So, the patent for toilet paper was in 1891 for wrapping or toilet paper roll, and it clearly shows perforated sheets with the over arrangement on the roll. Yep. So. But I, that is that is how it was displayed in the patent in the picture. So one can infer that that is the way it is supposed to be displayed or who, hung. Who would think it'd be so much information on how people hang toilet paper or how they use toilet paper? <laughs> or well, this internet is something else. You can find almost anything you want, right? Yeah, you can, but you got to make sure you do your due diligence to make sure that what's out there that you're reading is true and accurate. Exactly. So, because I could create a web page and show some patent pictures and show it going the other way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and people yeah. go, well, well, his website says that. Yeah. So, Inter interesting. I hope we can get some more people. So, what kind of numbers since our down last down? Last uh, episode, we had any more downloads? I have not checked, but let me check. Let me go on to Podbean. These are the guys that um, host the podcast for us. We That's where we upload our episodes. And they do the RSS feed, so it's out there. And they push it to all the social sites. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Deezer, 
Pandora, Spotify, Amazon. Ooh, man, the last two days, no, no downloads, nothing today. Our biggest date in, over the last month was July, no, June 26th. We had 17 downloads that day. Oh, wow. 17 downloads. So speaking of which, uh, so the great toilet paper debate did 11 downloads in the first week and 13 downloads overall for the month. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'd say so. And mm-hmm. we have done 2,618 total all-time downloads. Well, that's an improvement. Last I think we were like 2,500, something like that. Uh, we, were, we were close to 26, I think. Let me see. So in June, I can't break it out like that. Um, in June, there was 54 total downloads. In July, there's been four. And two from the United States and two from Canada again. Oh, that's good. This time they are from Saskatchewan. The last month it was uh, Ontario and I think Alberta. I mean, that's that's pretty dang cool, huh? It is. Let me see here. In June from Canada... Yeah, it was Alberta and Ontario. This time, it's from Saskatchewan. So that's the country we got. We're getting the most support from, huh? Pretty much. Uh, yeah, Canada yeah. is. Uh, they're starting to keep up with the U.S. We had in our two U.S. downloads. One was from Texas, and one was from Minnesota. I, I read somewhere, I think Podbean is closing, or they're going to... I hadn't heard of that. I got a... I can't remember if it was Podbean or uh, one of those. Uh, and I think they said in August they're going to... They're on closing bidding. They're not going to be available anymore. Where'd you read that? I, I got it actually on an email. I, I, I can't remember if it was Podbean or, or one of those webs. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. While you're looking, I want to give a shout out to one of my it. cousins, one of my nieces, to Carly Ray back in. Uh, Alabama, they just had a, she just gave birth to a, a son, Riley. Uh, he finally got home yesterday. Uh, he had some some issues. He was, uh, when he was first born, he had stayed in the hospital for about a week, I, I think, somewhere around that time. And uh, so he's home and, and doing much better. So I want to thank all those people who are praying for them and uh, that he's doing better and I'm glad to call it right in. And Hunter and uh, their family are doing doing well. Okay, are doing much better. I can't find nothing on there. What you're talking about? So you might want to 
I'll have to, find, I'll have find to, that email and send it to me. Yeah, I have to go back and take a look at it. It's something I don't. But anyway, it's good that we get those. I, and hopefully, this little conversation we can get some people generated to join some conversation with us. Yeah. Um, when I get back from my trip, maybe we can look at trying to start having some um, guests on our podcast, you know, call in or something or maybe, maybe on your trip, we just set something up. That'd be nice. I don't know if you have um, time. Yeah, we can definitely, I'll have to, you know, look at my schedule and the, in the time zones, but yeah, I think we can maybe get one or two in there. So how many concerts you go to this week? None. This past week? None. Haven't been to a concert since uh, we saw Tanya Tucker. Oh, yeah? I got nothing this week. I've got nothing in the month of July because I'm going to miss the one on my birthday because of my trip. But uh, in August, I've already got tickets to see Clutch, um, uh, Counting Crows. Brenda and I are going to go see Counting Crows. And this Mongolian metal band on August 30th, the Who, H-U. You need to check them out. They do what's called throat singing. It's really cool. So I've, I'm going to go see them on the 30th. So and what is throat singing? Well, you're going to have to go to the YouTube and type in the Who. I, I thought all of your voices came from the throat of the sound. No, it's, it's from right here. Let, let me uh, look this up. Mongolian throat singing. Okay. Um, Tuvan throat singing is the main technique of which is known as Kumai. It's a style practiced by people in Tuva, Mongolia, and Siberia. It's noted in um, including an overtone singing. Okay. Uh, it's a range of singing styles in which a single vocalist sounds more than one pitch simultaneously by reinforcing certain harmonics or overtones and undertones of the fundamental pitch. It sounds uh, like it would be a little different. Well, you got to keep your mind open to these sorts of things. Have you heard this group before? Yeah, I saw them in concert, believe it or not. Okay. okay. Um, they were an opening act for a band that I was going to see, and I'd never heard of them. And the whole crowd just went crazy for them. All right, so I, I'm sending you a link to, to check them out. Okay. I really dig them. A whole lot of people dig them. They were at Coachella last year, which for, you know, being a metal band, that's kind of like a big deal. Okay. So. So, yeah, August 
August is pretty busy for concerts. Nothing in July. So, I don't think I got any country concerts in August either. That uh, Tanya Tucker concert was real. I really enjoyed that. In fact, I went online and, and bought one of her CDs. Uh, that, you did? Yeah. In fact, your mom was playing it earlier today. She'd been, she'd been playing it more than me. <laughs> so, she seems like she's having some fun going out there. Yeah. You know, your mom, you got to you, you got to ask her and, uh, and get her in the right mood. But I think she has more fun than she lets on. She even took a picture with me. <laughs> that was a good picture. That was a good picture, both you guys. Yeah, uh, she was smiling pretty good. Yeah, she's a she's she's a special person. Keep, keeps me in line. Keeps me thinking young. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you listen to some of the music that I listen to, that'll keep you young too. It probably probably get me in trouble. No, <laughs> no, it will not. Hang on, I'm going to pull up a, a news article for you. Okay. And this just came out in June. The psychologist, or excuse me, psychologists say people that listen to heavy metal think more logically and are less stressed than those who do not. I can I can see that. Uh, so one researcher, Dr. Nicole Andrioli, she's a PhD and a New York-based clinical psychologist and therapist. So her TikTok video video has gone viral what, with her explaining the positive effects which heavy metal has on our brains and our mental health. She explains not only does listening to heavy metal make us more relaxed, but it makes us more logical thinkers too. She, she says, and I quote, I want to explain why this makes total sense. Listening to any type of music can be therapeutic and can allow for an emotional release. Heavy metal is no exception. Heavy metal has been found to lessen negative emotions by reducing cortisol levels, which helps lessen stress. Research has found that people who listen to heavy metal tend to think more logically and in more complex terms than those who do not listen to heavy metal. Heavy metal has been found to help with help the most with focus. She adds, now, lyrics in heavy metal tend to focus on rage, but there is no research linking heavy metal with a desensitization to violence. Listening to heavy metal has been found as a positive way to process anger safely. Interesting. Yeah, and you thought I was a crazy psychopath back in the 80s when I started listening to metal. <laughs> That's because some of your behavior made me, made me feel that way. You know, had the long hair, the earring, Yep. And look at me now. And, and doing crazy shit. <laughs> and doing crazy shit. <laughs> but we, we can't like talk the, about that. Like the time we had to go to uh, New Braunfels to get you? <laughs> no, we ain't going to talk about that. I got grandchildren that listen to this thing. <laughs> Those are good times. Yeah. I they weren't good times in the moment. <laughs> yeah. 
sitting on the back porch this morning just listening and, and thinking about things and, and life and like around the house, what you have, it's amazing that you keep things that do things that remind you of the past and of the future. You know, like I, I, I got stuff around the house that reminds me of you. I got stuff around the house that reminds me of Tina. I got stuff around the house that of both your grandmothers, uh, Clara and, and uh, Granny and uh, Bob and Bertie, Leonard, all of those guys, Ray, Gene. You know, it's, it's amazing. You know? And the good thing is I'm getting a new fan tomorrow from my back porch. If, uh, so I get a little bit more air circulating because I like to sit out there when it's cool and, and I like to read. And in fact, I just bought a new book that uh, Johnny Joy Jones has out. Uh, about Who's that? Is Johnny Joy Jones on uh, Fox News. He's a EOD specialist uh, sergeant. I think he was a staff sergeant. Lost both his legs in Afghanistan or Iraq. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, he's from Dalton, Georgia, and uh, he's a, he's quite a character. He's a a little bit different from a lot of the uh, people on Fox, and he's, he's got a new book out there. Unbroken Bonds of Battle. Really a, a good book. It's a book of heroes, pictures. Of, he talks about friends and stuff that he made in the, in the military that has influenced him uh, in those kind of things. It's not so much about him is this about those people? There's about eight of them, I think, that he's writing about in this book. So, he's uh, just coming out. So, if you like reading about history and biographies and stuff like that, I'd encourage you to take a look at it. When I finish reading mine, I'll share it with you. Sounds good. Yeah. But I, I like reading. I like to sit out in the early morning hours on the back porch when, when it's cool and and read. I bought another one too. It's uh, <laughs> Texas Gunslingers. Okay. Uh, talk about all the Texas Gunslingers from uh, from Texas. Pretty interesting stuff. They got a lot of pictures in it and talks about the Texas Rangers and all those kind of things. So, actually, it's a pretty good book. Okay. I need to get a book before my trip. All right. So, well, hey, take a look at the clock, old man. Yeah, we need to give a shout out to your Aunt Carolyn. Uh, I got a text from her this morning. She's doing good. She's having to work today. With uh, she was uh, sitting with Miss Betty, uh, and that to me that's kind of good because she reminds Carolyn, I think, a lot of uh, your granny, and uh, she stays with her a lot, so okay. we'll give her a shout out. All right. Shout out to Aunt Carolyn. It's been 31 <laughs> minutes. Time for us to get going. Yeah. We... All right. Well, you take care and have a good day and give Brenda and McKenzie a hug for us and tell them Brenda's mom hello for us. I will. And give mom a hug and a kiss for me. Tell her happy fourth. I'll do that. I'm going to go eat a slaw dog here in a few minutes. We're going to have hot dogs today, too. All right. You know what a slaw dog is? 
Yeah, I know what a slaw dog is. <laughs> yeah, I was when I, yesterday I was getting, I, I was buying, I bought a slaw from Smoky Mode. I like Smoky Mode, so I was telling us that this one, one girl, I said, oh, she's not a girl, she's a little bit older. I said, I'm having a slaw dog. She said, I know what that is. She's from, from Maine, up that area part. She said, we used to have something called a dirty water dog. So as soon as she said dirty water dog, I thought about 14th Street Grill. Did, they, City. did they boil their hot dogs? They boiled their hot dogs. 14th Street Grill cut the wieners in half and boiled them. So you only got a half with that with that slaw dog. And that's kind of what they did in uh, in Maine, when, or where she's from in that part of the country. They boil them. And they used to call it old dirty water dog. I thought that was pretty neat. All righty. All right. Y'all take care, everybody. Happy 4th of July. Uh, I don't know what y'all celebrate in Canada. I should probably look that up for the next episode when your Independence Day is, since we got a few, quite a few Canadian people listening and downloading. Give us, I'm give us your thoughts on this uh, toilet paper. I, that was pretty interesting. Huh? Yep. I, it was pretty interesting. We got like an episode and a half out of this thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. See you down the road. All right, Dad. Love you. Love you, too. All right. Bye, everybody. Have a good fourth. Have a good fourth. All right.